A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps to detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Born Yesterday, a new podcast experiment in which myself, Andy Barr, and Alexander Bennett... Hello there. ...have been cloning ourselves. Yes, and the clones have been alive for 24 hours, and in that 24 hours they have learnt about a few things, and we invite comedian guests onto the show to explain other things to those clones. In uh, this episode, the clones are familiar with the following three things. They know about Disney Pixar's ARP. They're familiar with the concept of a vape shop. And they're also familiar with the idea of a traditional English Christmas dinner. Yes. Andy, have you ever smoked? Uh, Very, very infrequently. Mm. Uh, I remember my first cigarette. Yes. Was in um, the Black Bull pub on Black Bull Road. Yes. Well, it wasn't actually in. Because this was just post a smoking ban. Yeah. So it was outside the Black Bull pub on Black Bull Road in Folkestone. And I remember Bert, my uh, childhood friend, <laughs> still friend, still friend, yeah. uh, had, had recently... Obviously, there's a lot of water under the bridge now, so I'm probably allowed to tell people about it. Take it up smoking cigarettes. Okay. uh, We might have to bleep that. Offered me one. He later, a separate um, occasion, we tried to smoke some weed. Really? Yeah. But um, do you know when uh, you could get lighters and you could sort of jack them up? Yeah. Yeah, set his eyebrows on fire. Really bad role. That was a massive thing amongst... The, certainly the teenagers I went to school yeah. with was getting a lighter and then sort of doing things with it to make the flame that came out of it bigger. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, basically, so, your social status was dependent on how big the flame coming out of your lighter is. Yeah. And me, as a teenager that did not smoke, um, I got a lighter anyway just so I could participate. Did you? Yes. How do you feel about that now? Um, I did also quite enjoy... Um, <laughs> 
Um, I used to make a lot of uh, sort of DIY flamethrowers. Did you? Well, it's the countryside, isn't it? You've got to do something. Yeah, and you've got to bottle the links and the lighter and, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, everyone did that, I yeah. think. I developed a better method as well, which is you um, don't do this, is you uh, you spray all of the links bottle into like a two-litre two Coke bottle. And then you put the flame in front of that. Hmm. And then when you stamp on the two-litre Coke bottle, the flame shoots out Christ. sort of eight or nine feet. Wow. Yeah, that's, that sounds like something we... we... But it's less dangerous. Is it? Yes, because it's the uh, the thing that the gas is contained within is not pressurised. Right, so you can't necessarily blow up the can. You can't. No, you could probably yeah. set something on fire. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the the you know the most uh, experimental we got with a bottle of Coke was the Diet Coke and the Mentos around the back of the uh, sports ground. That was your flamethrower. Yeah, I mean we you know we did set the links on fire like once. I don't think fun, I was necessarily it? involved in it directly, yeah. but I was observing. Yeah, it's an extremely dangerous thing to do. Yeah, because it's it's essentially a shrapnel grenade. Fr- friend of mine, I might have talked about this. I think I have talked about this on the <laughs> podcast beforehand, but it sprayed links down his cock. <laughs> You've not mentioned that. Why not? No. I must have done, surely. He sprayed links down his cock. Yeah, he was getting ready for a date. What do you mean? When you say down his cock? I mean exactly what I said. <laughs> in, the, uh, in the aperture. In the, in the opening. <laughs> He sprayed links down yeah. there. I'm not going to name him, but in some, you know, in some regards, he's a very clever man. Right. Okay. And in others, specifically, and what, he was, what was he trying to achieve by this internal fragrance? I don't think that that was the stated purpose of of the exercise. If anyone to was, was to encounter his ejaculate, he was hoping that they might remark, "Ooh, Java." Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Africa. You know. <laughs> what were the others? You remember any of the others? I only remember Java and Africa. Africa yeah. Brands of links. Yeah. Axe for our American listeners. Yeah. 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 Any Yankees listening? We're talking about spraying some axe down. <laughs> Don't say it. I saw you go to say it. Is it, is it the meters? <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. Let's call it the meters anyway. Yeah. 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 I'm going to call it the meters. If anyone uh, wants to dispute that, please do get in touch via email if uh, you think that our. Anatomical labelling of the opening uh, of the penis from which uh, jism or pierce uh, emerges. Please do email us. I don't think emerges is the right word, but um, I think I'm <laughs> splitting hairs at that point. <laughs> if it were to merely. <laughs> merely uh, okay, spurts then. Do you prefer that? Yeah, I would. Okay, great. I'm glad that we've yeah. reached a common understanding of the, of the required vocab. If any of my product was merely emerging, then I would... You know, starting to slowly... Okay, so you've, you've had a piss very recently, but you're just about to go out uh, yeah. again for an extended period of time during which you might not be able to piss, and you're just trying to you know, make sure that everything's... Trying to eke one out. Yeah. Yeah. Why did or this... you've had redacted. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, same thing, trying to eke one out. <laughs> right. Why um, 
why did he spray links down the end of his cock? Well, I think he was just trying to achieve full coverage of uh, his entire self. You know, he 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 had some ideas about um, personal bodily hygiene, uh, and maybe thought, well, let's really go to town on this to make sure that I'm smelling my best all over for <laughs> right. my date. No. When one's in a romantic situation, I think it's 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 not it's always good to put the effort in for the other person mm. and to you know properly apply yourself and to clean yourself up and make you feel. I think it's a mark of respect. Um, I do think that links on the end of the cock is too much. How much of his body did he leave unfragranced? Well, I, I don't know. To be honest, I think He's rubbing old spice into his eyes. <laughs> I think that the. The cock was collateral damage here. Okay. He was just trying to generally freshen up his uh, private area. Yes. And um, I don't know, perhaps he was dressed neither to the right nor the left, but up. <laughs> just sort of, you know, unhitched the, the waistband of the trouser and pant. Yeah. Gave a little cursory spray down. And, and yeah. I know what you're going to say next, Andy, and yes, I have also smoked. How did you find it? Uh, fine. Uh, I got to university and I bought a packet of cigarettes yes. sort of within the first month, just as a rebellious act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then three years later, I tipped six cigarettes into the bin as I was moving out of the house. Wow. That's pretty good. I, yeah, I never bought any uh, packs for myself because it just never took... I was almost sick kind of the first time that I did smoke because the head rush really got to me yeah it's um I think I, I think we slightly give children the wrong information about drugs in general but particularly nicotine and tobacco because the, the drugs education I got was relatively sensible mm. considering the conservative nature of the school that I went to yeah I think it's because they outsourced that education. Some yeah, people yeah, came yeah. in and said, listen, you're going to try stuff. Here's how to try it safely. Yeah. Don't get addicted. Here's yeah, what happens yeah. if you do. Yeah. Whereas all of the education surrounding cigarettes was just, this is terrible for you, mm. which is all correct. But you mm. need to include the honest bit of, there's some pleasure to be taken from this because it's a drug and yeah. it can become sort of part of your routine. And I think just being more honest with yeah. children would stop more of them smoking. Yeah, if you, if somebody had you know said to me before that first cigarette, look, if you've had a couple of pints already and then you smoke this, you might well be sick. <laughs> I probably would have still done it, but I'd have been fully apprised of the risks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're a couple of jars in. Yeah. It is the... Uh, I really don't think... I think a huge area of concern when I was growing up is that parents and teachers and authority figures were worried that smoking looked cool to younger people. Mm. As an adult, smoking is the least cool thing in the entire world. What about having wearing a fairly um, uh, t- tight-fitting uh, white T-shirt and... Uh, Somehow securing a pack of fags in the uh, in the arm, slightly rolled up. If I met anyone who did that in real life, and actually, thinking back, I have met people like that. Yeah, mostly poets. Yeah, I w- at university, all, I found all of my 
mental and physical energy would go into stopping myself from striking them. Right. Okay. Well, that's that's good to know. So if you ever see Alexander around and you happen to have uh, secured your cigarettes in that way, for God's sake, don't let him see. You're lame. Mm. Wow, call out. Smoking cigars, however, is cool. Wonderful, yeah, great stuff. <laughs> We've got, I say we, I mean me and a select group of friends. Yeah. Become very into a YouTuber called Kirby Allison recently. Okay. Who is a, a Yankee man. Yeah. Who... um. Uh, is uh, sort of performatively obsessed with um, being a sort of English gentleman. Oh, yes, you've told me about this yeah, guy. and includes uh, he's friends with some guys who own a cigar shop. He's constantly going around there and discussing the merits of various different cigars and yes. the proper process for lighting a cigar, which apparently takes a very fucking long time. Yeah. Also, aren't cigars not an English invention? No, but I think you can retire to your smoking room. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do actually enjoy a cigar more than a cigarette. Me too, yeah. I'll yeah. hold my hands up. No one's asking me to hold my hands up, but I'll hold them up anyway. Say, Should we introduce into the fiction of this show that the clones are always... Yeah. Oh, they've always got a couple of stogies on the go. Yeah, they've got a couple of stogies. They're wearing their smoking jackets. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's in a wood-panelled room. Yeah. And they're just... Nude. Yeah, it's in it's in our humidor. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a big globe. Yeah. With uh, cigars in it. You ever been to uh, see Pixar's up at the cinema? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ever been to done that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was... <laughs> <laughs> it was an okay segue. Well, I just realised that I'd already covered the vape shop, hadn't we? So that's... yeah, um, this is a film you have seen. It is a film that I have seen. Uh, I can't remember the last time I watched it, but I have seen it. Sure. Uh, Can I drop a bombshell at this point? Andy? Have you not seen it? I've not seen it. Oh no. wow! I've only seen the first ten minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's that's all you need for the real. That's kind of like I guess that's the sort of speedball. Yeah, we're, we're kind of like, you know, you can you can go for the sort of um, you know the the more nuanced high of watching the entire thing, but mm. if you really want to pack a punch, just just have, watch the first ten minutes. Yeah, just watch it as a short. Well, a friend of mine said to me, I think it was Jaws. Actually, mm. I think Jaws said to me, "Oh no, it's his favourite film," so he wouldn't have said this. No. Someone said to me, uh, "Let the, down by the final third. Let down by the basically everything that happens after the midpoint." Mm. Um, yeah. So I just watched the first ten minutes and had a little cry, and then yeah, yeah, got yeah. on with my life. Yeah, yeah, no, very upsetting first ten minutes. Um, but you've seen the whole thing. I have, yeah. Got talking dog in it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Here's a here's a touching uh, touching ten minute vignette on uh, on you know loss and hope and <laughs> growing old and you know. Yeah. Now, you've had that. Here's a chubby little lad and a talking dog. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of levity. <laughs> Let's sell some more fucking popcorn. I wonder what other tragic scenes in films could be introduced by the introduction <laughs> of a, mm. a little chubby little lad and a talking dog afterwards. Yeah, I think they'd all be, you know, if there were a coda to uh, Romeo Sophie, plus Juliet. Uh, Sophie, you have made your choice. This is the child we are taking away. Is that the choice? 
Yes. Right. Um, <laughs> again, yeah, it's about the Nazis. Is um, it? Yeah. Um, I can guess which one they were taking away. Yeah. But what if... But here's 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 the, here's the replacement. <laughs> here's the replacement is a little chubby lad and yeah. talking dog. Yeah. The first ten minutes of Up, yes, made a lot of people cry in the cinema when they mm. saw it. Yes. Uh, has any film ever made you cry in the cinema, Andy? Uh, I think I found the Lion King quite upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously I was quite young, so I was you know. Ripe age to be. How old were you, Andy? Crying. Uh, did it come out in ninety four or ninety five, uh, or, or was it ninety three? All these sound within the yeah. right sort of. Well, you know, I would have been three, four, or five. <laughs> I pissed myself laughing during Shrek. Did you? Yeah, lots of farting and like birds exploding because of farts and stuff. Have you watched Shrek recently? Uh, I have watched it in the last two years. Talk about films that do not hold up visually. It's yes. fantastic watching yeah, Shrek yeah, in this yeah, day and age. Yeah. I mean, what they achieved was remarkable, but mm. oh my God, we've moved on. Yes, yeah, we have. Um, that's an appropriate reaction to the film. Yeah. Um, have you ever had an inappropriate reaction to a film that you're watching? I can tell you that uh, I... Oh, incredibly horny during Babe. <laughs> <laughs> Say one more thing, little pig. <laughs> Latterly, come to uh, respect James Cromwell a uh, very large amount. Traditional English Christmas dinner. Yes. Andy, do your family have any rogue elements? Well, I don't know. I've never really... Um, spent all that much time trying to garner a consensus picture from other people of of what the you know the real classic big hitters are because mm. it's one of those sort of arguments that really does not interest me yeah and i'm incapable of becoming particularly animated about yeah um, you know some people may not have the screaming arguments <laughs> But to others, they're just, you know, a, a, an essential part and parcel. But, you know, I'm not going to get het up about it. Yeah. Some people's dad doesn't sneeze with a mouthful of food. Showering all the other dinners with partly chewed, not particularly effectively chewed yeah. Amalgamation of all the other things that are yeah. part of the dinner. Yeah. You know. We all, we often have sausage in ours. Do you? Yeah. Where? Just in the gravy. In the gravy. Oh, right. Okay. I was going to go up the turkey. <laughs> um, have you ever ruined Christmas dinner? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't think ruin, but I, I definitely called my brother a motherfucker with an earshot of my mother. <laughs> and this wasn't seen as complimentary. Well, I don't, I don't think so. It was, you know, it was. I think we were. There was some good-natured ribbing going on, and I uh, was, you know, a few ales to the wind. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> your, bro- your brother read out a Christmas cracker joke. Mm. 
And this one snowman said to the other, do you smell carrots? And you leaned across the table and said, you motherfucker. Yeah, not the exact circumstances, but broadly. <laughs> and your father spat half, half a gob full of mashed potato yeah. and beef. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not, not beef. Not beef, turkey. I thought you said you didn't care about what people had people had in their Christmas dinners. I don't care about it, but in this particular memory... I've laid a trap for you there, Andy. In this particular it. memory... Right. I am keen mm-hmm. to ensure verisimilitude. <laughs> okay. That's absolutely fair enough. Mm. Um, We've got two and a half wonderful guests in this episode. Yes, we do have two and a half wonderful guests. We've got uh, the brilliant Suze Kempner and Paul Foxcroft. Yep. And Suze Kempner's mum. Bonus booking. Yeah. Suze's mum was there. Yeah. She was in the car when Suze started off driving. Couldn't be bothered to turn around and take her back. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's particularly cold out at the moment. And they do say not to leave your mum in the car when it's cold. No. No. And particularly around the back of our place. Yeah. A bit unsavoury around there. Oh, they've pulled some mums out of there in the past. Yeah. Sold them. Yeah, popsicle mums. <laughs> I had very, very divergent ideas of what was going on there. <laughs> Our two fantastic guests in this episode are Paul Foxcroft and Suze Kempner. You can find Paul Foxcroft on at Paul Foxcroft on Twitter. He is also the Dungeon Master for Questing Time, which is a Twitch-based and live show-based Dungeons & Dragons uh, show where he gets comedians to play D&D. So if you enjoy that sort of thing, find Paul, find Questing Time. And you can find Suze Kempner at at Suze UK. That's S-O-O-Z UK. Uh, she's a comedian, she's host of Mystery on the Rocks, a podcast, and The Queen Pod. You can also find information on her acting and voiceover agents on her Twitter. You can also buy one of her specials at gofasterstripe.com. If you want to contact her mother, go through Sue's. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that she can put you in touch. Uh, please uh, like and share this episode of the podcast. Leave us a five-star review wherever you find the episode, and send us some fan art. Yeah, yeah. Just tell tell other people to uh, to listen to it. Tell them to send us some fan art. They don't even need to have listened to the episode to send in some fan art. You can just give them a briefing as to some of the content and then let them go wild. We don't necessarily mean fan art of this. We'd love some fan art of this, but if you want to send us your sexy Sonic pics, yeah. then by all means, Norman Wisdom fan art. <laughs> Anything not picky. <laughs> we will accept literally any fan art about anything. Yeah. Should we get on with the episode? Absolutely. <laughs> Paul Foxcroft and Suze Kempner, mm. thank you very much for agreeing to explain a few things to us today. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. I agree. Thank you. Thank you so much. We should also say that um, Suze's mother, uh, Anna, is also here. Say hello, Anna. I didn't realise we were supposed to bring our mums. <laughs> she comes to all my podcasts. Recording. Well, Susan said that Anna is her mum, and we don't really know what that is, but no. we may find out in the future. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry over the course of this. Um, myself and Andy have only existed for a very brief period of time. Mm-hmm. 
in that time, we have come to learn something of the following three things. We have seen Pixar's Up. Uh, We're familiar with what a vape shop is. Okay. And we have some understanding of a traditional English Christmas dinner. Right. These three things we know about. Suze? Mm-hmm. Bearing in mind what me and Andy already know. Yes. Could you please explain to me who James Bond is in (laughs) one minute, your time starting now? So, you know, vape shops. Yes. Yeah. James Bond is into a a similar recreational thing, but instead of smoking it, he drinks it. Do you know what that is? You know, yeah. You know, Christmas dinner. Yes. You know, gravy. Yeah. Yes. It's a liquid. He drinks. So James Bond drinks gravy. No, he drinks a different drink. Gravy's not actually a drink. Um, you know, Up. Yes. That's a film. Uh-huh. Yeah. James Bond is in films. Right. <laughs> James Bond's in films. Does he, yeah. uh, is he a little old man? He's he um, a talking dog. He's a distressed man, a little like the man from it, Up, but a lot younger. We see the man that, from Up as a young man. Yeah. And so is, James Bond's like that. And younger. what relationship does the distress have to the gravy? Ah, um... None at all, but I think he's drinking his gravy, martini, it's called, okay. uh, to deal with the distress. It's okay. quite stylish. Thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you, Suze. Um, in one minute, uh, you've explained to us that James Mon- <laughs> Bond is a distressed man who drinks gravy <laughs> in the films. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Paul. Hello. In. <laughs> that was clearly far too loud. <laughs> Paul's just doubled his volume the second Sorry, hello. In one minute. Turn it on. <laughs> In one minute. Yes. Please. Hello. Could you explain to us uh, who Jar Jar Binks is? Oh, Your time starts it. now. Okay. Uh, Up is a film, mm-hmm. right? The events depicted in Up are not real. They're a fantasy, an imagined thing. This Duh. is new information, yep. but okay. we're glad to have it. Right. So do you ever, have you slept yet? No. Okay. No. What is sleeping? At some point, you'll just shut down, but like part time. <laughs> you'll just you'll lie we'll down. Shut down part time. So what, <laughs> lie what, down. What parts continue to uh, function? When you sleep, literally, um, sort of breathing slows. Okay. Uh, walking around all but stops. What exactly right. is breathing? Yes. Breathing. You see what you're doing now with your chest is going in and out, and there's sort of gas coming in and out of your mouth, which is the hole on the front of your face. Like vaping. Yeah, like yeah. vaping, but it keeps you alive. Right. And it's essential to the operational work that you're doing. Okay. Um, Jar Jar Binks Mm -hmm. is an imagined thing. Right. Right. Right? So, but imagine the opposite of breathing. You're not imagining breathing. That's a fact. Imagine the opposite of breathing. That's what Jar Jar Binks is. (laughs) Jar Jar Binks is the absence of breathing. Yeah, but in space. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So, uh, in our one minute there, we've come to understand that Jar Jar Binks is... Something imagined that doesn't breathe <laughs> in space. Thank you, Paul. Um, myself and Andy mm. have only existed in this space in which we find ourselves now. Sure. We are aware that other spaces exist. Okay. Um, Suze, in two minutes, oh. could you please explain to me what the post office is? Your time starts now. Sure. So you know vape shop? Yes. Imagine you wanted your vape to go elsewhere. Right. You're aware other spaces You wanted it to leave. You wanted it to leave and go somewhere else. Okay. At the post office, you can send it 
to another place, your vape. How does that work? Yeah. Um, a, a man picks it up. A man a little like James Bond, but with a different job. How distressed but is he? He's... Oh, oh, some of them quite distressed, actually. They're, currently? Yeah, they're currently, like, striking. Um, what is striking? Yeah. Yes, okay. So, right. Do you know the, the guy in Up has yes. refused to get a new wife? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yes, yeah, that is a <laughs> the, um, sticking point. Yeah, the post, that's, that's the his people, main who, objection the the people film, who work at the post office are refusing to do their job because they're not getting paid enough money. What is, is their a, job? Yeah, um, sending your vape. <laughs> how how much do you think that the man and up would need to be paid in order to get a new wife? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I think he marries that kid at the end. I only saw it one time. Well, I'm an adult. Uh, we, we have seen up. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. At no point just no, go and get married. We have to <laughs> push back on that in the strongest possible terms. a new wife terms. that's commensurate with inflation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Okay. I think I've explained that pretty well. We well. still don't know what the, how the post office works. So how gotcha. do I get yeah. my vape from one place to another uh, the uh, post w- without putting the workers mm. on strike? Oh, well, you have no control over that. That's for the government to... What is the government? Yes. So, you know, in... No, you haven't seen Star Wars. Um, In Star Wars... Ten seconds. What is Star yeah. Wars? Star Wars is the, a film like Up that Jar Jar Binks is in and there's a Senate and it's been a bit like that. And that's what our government is like. Okay, okay thank so you so yeah. much. Oh. <laughs> I love the, the first point of reference for Star Wars is there's a Senate. <laughs> I touched the table. This. Um, quite a lot in what Sue's just said. Yes. So let me You're welcome. let me try and process it. Um, the post office mm. is a mechanism by which you can take your vape from one place to another. Yes. Um, but you have to be careful in case the workers <laughs> refuse to get another wife, whatever <laughs> yeah. that is. Yeah, yeah. And this has some uh, relationship to uh, the Senate in Star Wars. Yeah. Yes. That. Um, thank you, Sis. That's okay. really useful information. Thank you. Yeah. This is hard, actually. <laughs> Paul. Yes. Please Correct. explain to us in two minutes uh, where the tip or dump is. <laughs> and what it is. Your time, two minutes, starts now. Okay. You are familiar with vape shops? Yes. Are you familiar with vapes? Yeah, yeah, yes. The product found within vape shops. Yes, it's 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 a thing that you uh, breathe in when you're not asleep. Correct. Yeah. Um, the vape, mm-hmm. the, the physical object of the vape yes. device. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sometimes people will say things like, oh, "I've vaped enough with this one. I'm going to get a different one from the vape shop." Um, and the the first one they will throw, but they don't want it anymore. So they they throw it away. And that will... It goes to a different place. goes to a different place. Mm. And this specific place, they might. That's an option. That, as we've established, is a means of moving a thing from a place to a different place. Yes. The the different place specifically for thrown away things... Yes. ...is the tip or dump. Right. Um, I've always called it the tip. I've never considered calling it the dump. I guess you inherit some of these things from parental figures. Um, What are parental figures? Oh, Christ. Um, Who's that? Yep. Secondary question there. Okay. Um, you, are you aware that you're clones? Uh, we are. I mean, aware you've said that you are. We are yeah. aware that we're clones of Andy Barr and Alexander Bennett. Great. So you were cloned. Yes. Do you know what that is? 
Uh, we don't know the mechanism by which ha- that works. Imagine the premise of a vape shop, yes. but for you. So you can go in and there's lots of little me and Andy's on the walls with different flavours. Mm. Yeah, broadly, yes. Batteries, yeah. Um, little canisters right, to that's, put that's, snow, smoke in us? No, different purpose. Okay. Same shop arrangement, same situation for the selection of products. Right. Different use. For example, no one is breathing you in now. What, what does a blueberry Andy look like? Blue. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, so, uh, sorry for asking. That's fine. Um, parents is, are yes. a different way of making people. So they're like and a vape shop. They're like seven, parents and like a vape shop. Seven seconds, what way? Sex. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Thanks. Uh, Andy, would you like to go over some of the things that we've learned in the past two minutes? Yeah, certainly. Um, so the, the, the tip or the dump is um, where you put your old vapes and uh, people can be reproduced either via sex or cloning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, distributed in a, in a vape. Yeah, in a shop. In a vape shop, but yep. for people. Yeah. And you and I come in many different flavours. That's what we're given to understand. And that's the same as a parental figure. Thank you, Paul. Myself and Andy mm. are interested in people and the things that people create. So we'd yep. like to ask you about some works of art. Okay. Art. Suze, yeah. in three minutes, oh. could you please explain to me what's in the Beano? <laughs> Time starts now. Right. You know Up is a film and yes. now you know... James Bond and Star Wars are films too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Imagine that, but instead of seeing all the stuff moving around, it's just on a page in front of you. So it's not moving around? No. no. It's, it's like, asleep. It's not asleep, but it's everything's still. So right. you're just... Imagine if you paused the film. Okay. Yeah. And you went, ah, and... Instead of hearing them speak, it just has a um, has the words they're saying written down. Okay, we've seen things written down yes. Yes. Yeah, on good. vape yeah, packaging. Imagine vape yeah. packaging, but it's got frames from a film. Okay, and right. they're saying the things. So the, so the Beano is vape packaging that has yes. bits of film on it. Yeah, but but the but the Beano, the style, it's not as moving as up. Right. <laughs> how how moving is it? Yeah, <laughs> if we can get a scale here. It's quite unmoving, but it's a lot of fun. So it's like the dog in So up. there are two axes here. Yes. One of it's, which okay. is fun, the other which is how moving it is. Yeah. Mm. Okay. It's unmoving, but fun. Okay. Could you give an example of uh, of, of one of the sort of frozen bits of film that we would find? Yeah. So mm. you know the kid in Up? Yes. There's yes. a bunch of them. And the kids from up knocking. Yeah, around. they're the kids. The kids are all a bit different from each other. Um, How do they look? Different yeah, uh, one like one. Are they flavoured? No, okay. no. This so the taste, taste of, of nothing. nothing. You wouldn't eat it or consume it with your mouth, just okay. your okay. eyes and mind. Okay. Um, there's a guy called Dennis the Menace in the Beano. What's he, he like? Horrifying. Horrifying. Yes, I'm not keen. And he. Um, what, what defines him? Uh, just he's pregnant with pure evil. What and is he, pregnant? Ah, know? yeah, he's full of it, full of evil. He's full of evil. Yeah, right. like the guy in Up who's got the balloon. 
Okay, so inside the guy in up who's got the balloon, there's evil in there. Yes. Right, so yeah. Okay. You've seen up, you know. <laughs> it, would, yeah. you be, would you be able to uh, puncture the man in, in up so that the evil was able to drain out or is it? Oh, in a way you could, yes, because you could kill him and then Does Dennis the, evil... the Menace have a balloon? Uh, probably. There's been a lot of issues of the Beano. Okay. So, how how does um, Dennis's evil express itself? Uh, he is particularly unkind to a kid at his school called Walter. Thank you. That's it, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Suze. Um, in that three minutes, we've learned that the Beano is bits of film that you find on vape packaging <laughs> that features an evil boy called Dennis. And he mm-hmm. tastes of nothing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Suze. Okay. Very useful information. Paul. Yes. In three minutes, could you explain to us what happens in Oliver? <laughs> oh, you've hit the exclamation points <laughs> real hard there. Your time starts now. Okay. Um, Oliver is a story mm-hmm. much like the stories presented in Up, the James Bond films, and Star Wars. Okay. I think we've established fiction. Yes. As a concept. Things that are imagined. Things that are imagined, right? Um, Oliver is, specifically Oliver, it's based based on a story with a similar name. Okay. Which is called Oliver Twist. Uh Okay. But Oliver is very specifically a version of that story where almost everything that is remotely important is sung out loud in the form of song. Okay. Good? Yes. Right. So, in the story... Oliver is a small boy. I believe he How is... How evil is he? Yeah. He's not. He's distinctly not evil. So he's a sort of opposite to Dennis the Menace. He's very much the opposite of Dennis the Menace. <laughs> okay. If right. we were Oliver to puncture is... him, would the good come out? <laughs> in, a, in the same way that if you puncture anyone, whatever's within them comes out. Okay, that's okay. worth knowing. Yeah. What flavour is he? Um, unknown. Okay. Unknown. Nobody in the context of this story tastes Oliver <laughs> So it's not okay. recorded. What happens to this flavourless boy? He begins in an orphanage. What's that? It's yeah. like a vape shop for children. Okay. Are they different flavours? Presumably. Great. Um, but they are, could po- they you, are could poorly... You name, could you name a... F- oh, this is, these are the flavours. No, no. Was the, the, the children there are poorly cared for and they're oh, not fed enough. Okay. Um, so I assume they're flavoured like gruel because what? that is the That's one food they they're and given. And gruel is... Gruel, it's um, like... Imagine... Do you know, are you familiar with porridge? No. no. Oats? No. The old Do you know man. dust? Uh, um, I think I've seen the old man in yes, interact with is... a sort of powder that I think is referred to as dust. Yeah. So, and you know water? Yes. So yep. imagine the middle ground between those two. Between dust and water, that's yeah. porridge. Well, no, it's gruel. There's gruel. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and these are put into the orphans? The orphans are given the gruel to eat. They're given it to um, eat. And Oliver asks for some more. Why? Why? Uh, he's hungry. He has hunger. He's not. What is it. hunger? He's, hunger is a feeling you get when you have not eaten enough, and it's your body telling you to eat more. Okay. And uh, what happens to Oliver Assery after he asks for more? I believe he's sold to some people who are pricks. <laughs> Just <laughs> awful people. What's what, a, what's um, a prick? There's prick. a horrible um, and uh, anti-Semitic character called Fagin. Okay, um, Paul. Yeah. What is? <laughs> Anti-Semitism. It's interesting that you got anti-Semitism from the words anti-Semitic, <laughs> isn't it? 
It is interesting, you're, yes. You're quite good with, with... We have a basic understanding of the English language. We have yeah. use of English, the English language, but not a full understanding of it. Anti-Semitism is a, I'm going to say, specific form of yeah. racism mm-hmm. uh, depicted against uh, the uh, Jewish people. Okay. And uh, how it's is... It's bad. <laughs> Just on record, it's a bad it's thing. Bad. Do you speculate that the... Uh, uh, time's the up, man motherfucker! In... <laughs> The man in yes, but we we still need to understand other things. So, but brief um, plenary here. Um, would you speculate that the man in up, yeah. who is full of evil, is anti-Semitic as well? I don't think there's anything directly within up, other than it's a Disney product that specifically implies that a character is anti-Semitic. And just very briefly, uh, could you speculate as to how anti-Semitic Dennis the Menace is? Really, he is. I feel like Dennis the Menace might be quite anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is. I think Walter is Jewish. Yeah, I also think Walter is gay. Yeah. And Dennis the Menace deals with homophobic. both of these things really badly. He's well, a homophobic We animal. might come back to whatever that means later on. <laughs> um, Andy, um, now that we know who Dennis is a menace to, would you like to <laughs> sum up what Paul yeah. just explained? I- information that's not relevant to the, uh, the matter at hand, but I'm glad that we have it now. Yes. Yeah. Um, Oliver is... <laughs> is um, uh, a, a largely sung uh, piece of fictional material based on an older work called Oliver Twist in which a boy wants more gruel and then gets sold <laughs> Just to an NTC mate. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, Thank you, Fagin himself is not anti-Semitic. Rather, the character's ah, creation is. Ah, right. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, hopefully in the future we'll have time to elaborate on that more because it sounds music- quite important. He toned it down. Ron Moody toned it down in the musical, didn't he? Yeah. Deliberately. Um, we, we don't have time to go over Ron Moody. Still bad. Um. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We are aware that uh, things happened before myself and Andy happened. Mm -hmm. So we'd like to learn some more about things that happened. History and that. 
Yes. Suze. Yeah. In three minutes, could you please explain to me the events surrounding the sinking of the Belgrano? Your three minutes start now. <laughs> so in Up, you've got an evil guy. <laughs> and, yes, yes. And he was in a war. Yes. Uh, he was a war hero. He's, yes. he's presented as such. Um, yes. We're, we're not... Uh, we're not wholly familiar with what a war is. No. It's when, so you know, in Up, they're fighting on a balloon. On a yes, balloon. yeah. They're two people at war. Now imagine two nations at war. Lots of balloons. Yeah. So just very quickly, what's a nation? A nation is um, a place, you're aware of those, Yes. Mm-hmm. that has a man-made border around it. and it, Yeah, like a post office. Mm-hmm. But it, so much bigger some nations have 350 million people in them. For example, America, where up is both made and set. And how many of those yeah. are pricks? <laughs> in America, uh, it's it's coming up on half. Okay. okay. Judging by their um, how their senates are formed. <laughs> um, okay, and the senate has an influence on the post office. Yes, on yeah. the post office and in and. Vapes. Okay, so the sinking of yeah. the Belgrano. Sinking of the Belgrano is something that happened uh, around 40 years ago in this nation of England. <laughs> this nation of England this is nation. where the Belgrano was no, sank. No, that's yeah. where it was decided the Belgrano would be sank. Who decided to sink the Belgrano? Uh, a lady called Margaret Thatcher. Who, what was she like? Uh, pregnant with pure evil. Right. Like Dennis yeah. the Menace. Like she was very much the Dennis the Menace. She was in charge of the Senate. Did um, she have a balloon? Uh, I don't believe she was interested in them. Right. Okay. No. What do you think she was interested in? Um, she really liked sinking that Belgrano, which was a boat, by the way, which is like the big ballooning up right. but on the sea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's got lots of balloons attached to it. We're also familiar no, with no a gravy bo- boat. <laughs> gravy boat. Yeah, it's like that, yes. but very big and a, and for use in war. Okay. Right. Yeah, but um, it happened in. But it was happening in another country. It happened during a war called the Falklands War. The Falklands are some. What was the main dispute of the Falklands War? Who owned? Why were they fighting? Uh, that it was whether England or Argentina, two nations, mm. owned some very small islands called the Falklands. I've never been able to figure out why they were so keen to own them either. Okay, but Margaret yeah. Thatcher thought that sinking the Belgrano. Would be good for her image and the war. And what was, was her, uh, what was her image? At the time, she was not uh, very popular amongst the populace. Why? Um, I think this is the poll tax. What's the poll tax? Oh, yeah. yeah. 13 seconds, okay. what's the poll tax? Poll tax was a very unpopular way of people having to give up their money. They preferred sending vapes at the post office. And uh, in two seconds, what's money? Um, you. Thank oh, you, Sue. Your time is up. Thank you. It's like balloons, much. but it's coins. <laughs> <laughs> you like balloons, right? Well, you'd certainly like money. Okay. It's the most yeah. Super Mario Bros. <laughs> explanation of that I could have possibly heard. So, I love that. In three minutes, we've learnt that yeah. uh, the sinking of the Belgrano was what happened when um, a woman called Margaret Thatcher, who was pregnant yeah. with pure evil yeah um imo sank a boat uh because she wanted the falkland islands Mm. uh, to improve her image (laughs) and um how she sank it or how the poll tax works is (laughs) yeah 
worked. Very she wanted enough. people to give up their money or balloons in a very unpleasant way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you, Suze. Okay, sorry, People Mom. didn't like it. Paul. I'm apologising because I explained it badly. Not because your mum's pro-Thatcher? No, she hates her. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Paul. Hello. In three minutes, please can you explain to us uh, the rumble in the jungle? Your time starts now. I don't know what this refers to. <laughs> Would you care to speculate? Hang on a second. Wait, no. Paul's pulling several faces. Yeah. Wait, I think this is a boxing thing. What's boxing? Yeah. Okay, boxing is like tiny recreational war. <laughs> right. With okay. very okay. specific uh, limits. What are those limits? Those limits are two people um, go into uh, a ring, which is confusingly square. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then they punch each other in the face and body. Okay. Until one stops. <laughs> Do they fall asleep? They might, yeah. A little bit. They can okay. be made to fall asleep. Humans can be made to fall asleep by repeatedly striking them in the head. Okay. Now, the level of permanence to that sleep depends on the uh, vigour with which they are struck in the head. How, how much vigour would you have to strike someone with in order to make them permanently sleep? Mm-hmm. Nine. Okay. Nine. <laughs> but the rumble in the jungle, I yes. believe, was, mm-hmm. uh, having established a boxing match, is just that. It's people. Why are they uh, hit? Why yeah. are they trying to make each other go to sleep? Recreation. Just fun for them. It's fun for them. Fun for them. And fun for people to watch, in a way. On a scale between fun and moving yeah. uh, that we established earlier on. Oh, it can go all over the place on that scale, depending on the injuries sustained. Um, what? I would argue it's more moving the more injuries, more permanent injuries mm. are sustained, and probably more fun the fewer there are. I don't know. I've no, I'm not a boxing guy. Okay. Um, um, Andy, you were about to ask. I, I was just going to ask wh- what um, sort of level or... Um, where the injury would have to occur yeah. on on one of the people for it to be as fun and not moving as reading the Beano. But again, it's lo- it's less locational. It's more severity of the injury. Where's the most moving the place Bino, to strike someone? The <laughs> most moving place to strike somebody, I think, is in the temple. Okay, right. the side the side of the head, just above the eye. Okay, um, the most Beano place, probably the chest. Right. It's <laughs> um, the most Beano place. Yeah. Because it? So um, the... it would make you go oof, and they yeah. like saying that in the Beano. They do okay. like that. They do That's like good. onomatopoeia. Yeah. So the Rumble in the Jungle yeah. is yeah. when. So it's a specific boxing match okay. between a dude called, mm. I think it was Muhammad Ali, and someone else. Okay. Muhammad Ali. Let's Who was Muhammad? George, let's say George Foreman. Not George Formby, as I almost said, because that would be a very one-sided fight. Uh, okay. Well, so yeah, 27 seconds. George Formby, who's that? George Foreman or Formby? Formby. George Formby was a um, stick figure who had come to life who sang. What's a stick figure? Uh, yeah. Like a crude drawing of a human. Uh, How did he come to life? Magic. What's magic? It's uh, stuff people can't explain. Okay, and uh, <laughs> who's George Foreman? George Foreman is a wannabe chef who was a former boxer. What's a chef? A uh, person who cooks food. And uh, who's Muhammad Ali? A very good boxer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. I think that was rather succinct, Andy. Yeah, like to... yeah I don't yeah. think I need to sum that up at all, to be honest. <laughs> Sometimes for recreation, two people go into a square, uh, and if they're struck in certain places, it might not be very moving, but it uh, it could result in somebody saying, oof. Um, Which we've established is the Beano noise. Yeah. <laughs> oof. George Formby didn't do it. 
<laughs> as far as we know. Mm. Thank you, Paul. That's very useful information. Can I just briefly, seeing you reminded me of my, the weirdest the thing I remember from the Beano the most is once seeing written to the side of a panel, sound of running feet. Because they couldn't be bothered to like tee up the idea that a character was about to enter any other way. So they just wrote down sound of running feet. And even as a child, I thought that's lazy. Yeah. There are so many things mm-hmm. to learn about. We're just going to keep offering some to you. Yes. Susan, three minutes. Mm. Could you please explain to me what a pumpkin spiced latte is? Oh, okay. The time starts now. Sure. Right. Christmas dinner, traditional Christmas dinner. Yes. yes. Is served on Christmas Day. Yes. Right. Another day is Halloween. <laughs> right. right. Halloween is earlier than Christmas Day by about two months. Okay. Just under. Right. Is it similar to Christmas? Mm, some people like it more. No. There's no gifts, <laughs> but the traditional Christmas dinner of Halloween is a pumpkin spice latte. Okay. And it's, it's a drink, it's like gravy. So or the like family gather around yeah. to have mm. this. What hat do you wear while you're yeah. eating a pumpkin spice you, latte? When, uh, any, you can dress up as anything you want on Halloween, whereas Christmas you tend to just have to wear something comfortable you can eat in. I feel very strongly about that. I'm sick of people who dress up for Christmas Day. What are you thinking? Uh, (laughs) Halloween, go nuts. Would you like to venture a guess as to what they are thinking? Probably thinking, oh, this will be for the photos on Christmas Day, but just just wear something loose. You're going to be eating all day. Yes, we're we're aware of the feeling that is created by eating Christmas dinner. It's Mm. a similar feeling created by drinking a pumpkin spice latte. If you have enough of them, yes. How many? Oh, I reckon three. Three. Three three in a short space of time. Okay. And Mm. do you have potatoes with a pumpkin spice latte? No, none. Just... Pigs in blankets? Nothing like that. None of the elements of the traditional Christmas dinner are in So it's just gravy? No, it's not gravy. It's something different to gravy. How is it different? Uh, It's made out of pumpkins and spice and milk. Okay, what's a pumpkin? Oh, you know, um, no potatoes. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's different types of. That's right. a vegetable, and so is a sprout, and yes. so is a parsnip. Right. Okay. It's a different type of vegetable. What it's does it look like? Yeah. Um, it looks like a potato that is orange, like one of them balloons, the orange one. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Potato that looks like an orange balloon. Uh, yeah, but much, much bigger. Yes. Uh, the size of the angry man's head. Enough. In, in up. In up. Right. Yeah. Okay. I've forgotten his name, but he's got a big head. It's like the size and shape of it, really. So it's sort of square, pair of glasses. No, it's got curves. So it's, <laughs> it's a curve. It's, it's a curvy old man. It's, from not, <laughs> it's just the size and relative right. shape. So there's no evil in cut, it or anything. No like evil in a pumpkin. Okay. No, okay. but it's not tempted. You cut to... into it. You know how if you cut into someone, they They're the evil, evil, evil comes out. out of them. Yeah. In a pumpkin, you cut into it to make it look evil by giving Wh- it a scary why? mouth, like Dennis the Bennett. Why? To for Halloween because it's the scary holiday. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's sort of, um, your time is up, Sue. Thank you. That was really humiliating, so that one. I, I sort of got a lot from that. <laughs> and also more questions came up. So okay. a pumpkin spice latte mm. is a thing that you eat 
on Halloween, yeah. which is like Christmas, except you can wear what you want instead <laughs> of something comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's a type of gravy that's made out of pumpkins, which yeah. are a vegetable. And the other function of mm. pumpkins is you cut into them to make them look more evil and therefore yes. probably anti-Semitic. <laughs> um, so that is, it is evil to be anti-Semitic. That's, that's quite a lot of information. Thank you, Suze. You're welcome. Thank you that's so Halloween. Thank you. Correct. In three minutes, please explain to me what roadkill cuisine is, or eating roadkill. Okay. Your time Uh, starts now. Let's tackle cuisine first. Yes, please. You are familiar with uh, Christmas dinner. Yes. Concept. Yes. You've learned about Halloween. Yep. Yes. Uh, And you've seen there is a Halloween dinner, which is the pumpkin spice. Yes. 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 Um. Can you accept there are, if, if we replace, the word dinner and cuisine we're sort of using interchangeably. They mean the same thing. To mm. a degree, yes. Okay. For our purposes, yes. Mm. Um, there are different types of cuisine for different types of events. Halloween and Christmas are two such types of events. Okay. There are a bunch of others. I'm not going to list them because I've met you. Um, <laughs> right, but cuisine is like a sort of style type yeah. of food. Cuisine is a type of food that you yep. eat on events. Yep. What event would you be commemorating if you were eating Roadkill. Well, here's the thing. Sometimes an event is just, it's another day, and I don't have easy access to a supply of quality meat. (laughs) (laughs) So So is this presuming easy access to a supply of the opposite of low-quality meat? No, because that would be quality meat. (laughs) We've got... um, You double-negatived. You've double-negatived... Um, Hang on, well, let's park the meat quality for a second. Sure. And let's return. Let's turn to roadkill. Um, vapes, when they're being transported around the nation that is England, yes. will frequently be transported in groups in the back of vehicles, vans, cars, and the like. Right. Right. So you know this building we're in right now? Mm-hmm. Imagine a smaller iteration of this building. Yes. Big enough to contain a couple of people and a whole bunch of vapes. And that can move from building to building. Do you mean a car? I do mean a car. We've seen cars in up. Yep. Are they in up? Yes. yes. Oh, of yeah, course. yeah, there's cars in up. He lives next to a road. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I haven't seen up for a long while. Okay. Um, well, there's cars in it. They okay. Saw it today. Right. So, um, if a car was to strike, let's say, let's not use the dog, um, <laughs> the child from up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Would you get a badge for that? No. Okay. No, no, no. Um, what, I, I, don't I know what provide a fair, do. fair amount of meat. <laughs> yeah, there is a, a good amount of meat on a child. Would you describe the meat of a child as high quality or low quality? It depends on the child. Okay. Oliver uh, Twist. Low. Yeah. And what about the boy from up? Probably quite high. Okay. Um, so, um, but that would that child, if they were killed. By a car. Uh, by a car. That they, would, they would become roadkill. It more often than not happens to uh, animals. How, how, how would a car kill a child? By driving... Imagine... Remember boxing? Yes. Right? A car is basically an enormous fist made of metal. Okay. <laughs> and uh, the child is a, a massive torso so it, so made of child. So it strikes the child. Yes. Is that fun or is it moving? No, it's just moving. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's just moving. But then... What you do with the roadkill, yes. for roadkill cuisine, is turn that roadkill mm. into the relevant dinner for the holiday you are enjoying, be it Christmas, Thank you. Easter, Thank you, Paul. or otherwise. Just, just a day. Just Thank a you, day. Just a day. I, that was, uh, there was lots of really useful information in there, yeah. I thought, Andy. Can I put one little thing on the end? 
Uh, you okay. shouldn't do that to a child. <laughs> okay, right. But if you know, if push comes to shove, no, don't you, push no. or shove the child. If you only have access to low quality media, yeah. um, Andy, could you sum up what we've uh, what we've heard there? Yeah. So it's um, it's when you don't have uh, access to a good dinner, so you opt for a, a lower quality dinner, uh, which you acquire using a big car. So you drive into anything from a boy to an animal, <laughs> and it doesn't—it no, so doesn't need to boy, commemorate I said anything. Child. I wasn't gendering it. Okay. Yeah, but they're kid enough is a boy. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So you could you could kill a little girl as well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Very useful information. It's happened. Thank you. <laughs> we are we're interested in human behaviour. We're yeah. interested in the things that people do. Okay, uh, Suze, mm. could you please explain to me what would be happening were I to go to a cattle auction? <laughs> Your three minutes start now. All right, so. You're after some good quality meat. Right. Yes. So you go to the cattle auction. Okay. Vape stores. Yes. All these vapes to choose from. Mm-hmm. Cattle auctions. All these cows to choose from. Raspberry flavour. Uh, mm. No, you don't. But they do come in different flavours. What, um, what aspect of the cow <laughs> would you be looking for? Uh... If I'm correct, you are looking for um, amount of meat on bones of cow, I should think, and also <laughs> milk-producing abilities. What is milk? Uh, mm. You have it in pumpkin spice latte. It's a vital ingredient. And what is it? It is um, the liquid that is within mammals, which a cow is a type of animal and cow is one. So good, good, and, evil, good and evil is a type of milk? No. It's, what's inside? Is that a, those are a separate uh, No, uh, good substance. and evil are... Okay, so there's a few different mm, substances yeah. inside people. One of them's good and or evil. <laughs> if one has more milk. milk in them, mm. can, does that mean that their capacity to contain either good or evil is lessened? No, they're, they're irrelevant. That's irrelevant. <laughs> okay. Well, my, my level of understanding has taken a step back. Oh, yes. no. Okay. Um, where does milk come from? What is it? Uh, right. Only, fe- you know, Mo, you can hit a, you can hit in a car a boy or a girl child. <laughs> yes, you um, can either hit or, uh, a boy you, or a girl. If you're... If you don't you're, have um, to. No, you, you shouldn't. <laughs> you literally shouldn't. Okay. You shouldn't ever do but that. No matter how No matter how low the quality of meat yes, available to you. But you, you can. Is. Mm. <laughs> it happens. Is that how the milk is generated? No. Okay. Uh, milk is when you're having to feed the young, so parental figures, the female parental figure, right? The uh, the assigned female at birth parental figure, yes, ha- usually has milk producing abilities. Okay. Be they cow or person or cat, you know cats? No, no, they're no. not in. Oh, dogs up. Yeah. Okay. The but the dog in up is called Doug. It cannot produce milk. It is a boy. Okay, dog so right. assigned male at birth. Dog. Okay, you right. can't get any milk out of it. No. Okay. okay. Did not. anyone try? You don't try. It will be disgusting. Right. <laughs> okay. And a, a, a cattle auction. You're looking. And the bird in up is a is a f- female bird. It and, has and that young. produces milk. No, because it's a bird, not a mammal. Right. What's a the different... difference between birds and mammals? Uh, birds. Have lighter skeletons. 
and don't, <laughs> and don't produce milk. They just lay eggs. What's a skeleton? Oh, Jesus. Okay. Who's that? <laughs> your time is up, Sue. Thank oh, you very much thank indeed God. Okay. for your help yeah. on this particular subject. Did I sound turfy? No. I was trying to sound the opposite. Don't of know what that is. Let's not go into it. Your explanation. <laughs> you know, anti-Semitism. Of... They tend to go hand in hand. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> weird. The magnetism of one of these ideas is oh, weird. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> what I would be doing if I were to go to a cattle auction, yes, is I'd be looking for a cow that had lots of meat on its bones. <laughs> yes. Mm. Presumably, as opposed to a bird, which whose light bones couldn't cope. No, it couldn't cope with. Holding up all that meat. Sure. <laughs> all that meat and milk. Um, and uh, I'm looking for a cow to get a lot of milk out of, mm-hmm. so I can presumably put it in a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> and milk is not a byproduct of a car crash. Yes. <laughs> and you can have milk and evil in you at the same time. Yeah. Yes. I actually, I explained that better than I thought at the time. Good. We're glad. Yeah. We're very appreciative a, oh, a of one. all the information. Yeah. We really are. Yeah. Um, Paul. Yes. In a... Three minutes, please. Could you explain to me uh, what I would be doing if I were to be getting a back second crack? <laughs> your time starts now. Okay. You are familiar with your torso. <laughs> yes. Look, look down. If it is, check it out. If it is struck in the centre, I would say oof. <laughs> yes. yes. Correct. Uh, if it was punctured, your good or evil would leak out. Yeah. Um, along with presumably any milk that was in yeah. you at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... Uh, you can see there's an. It, 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 I'm laying bare the fact that you are not wearing a top. Um, but uh, you can see you have uh, hair. Yes. On your torso, you can't see, but there is also hair on your back, uh-huh. and okay. between between your buttocks, and right. of course on your scrotum, the yes. home of your testes. <laughs> what um, are your yes, testes? Yeah, let's dig into those. Your testes. See that that you have. The things you're cradling now, <laughs> right? Okay. Those are testicles or testes or gonads to you. They have a number right. of different names. Uh, and they are... You got um, any more? Yeah, loads. Okay. Um, Let's have five more. Five more. Um, uh, the biological snooker balls. That's one. Um, uh, spaff orbs. That's two. Um, um, the jewels. Thank you. That's three. Uh, pods. Yep. And, and finally- of course... Um, um, the Thunderdomes. The Thunderdomes. Um, okay, and they're down there. So those are used for those are the they, the assigned male at birth reproductive organs. Uh, they they produce the ingredients for clones. And what are those ingredients? Uh, spermatozoa are the um, gendered male uh, what are they, gametes is the word reproductive uh, cells. Okay, mm-hmm. right. Uh, I feel like we're getting away from the back second crack thing. It's here. all helpful information. Okay. But you'll see that your you can testes, back, and twixt buttock area, which I'm going to call the crack, mm. yes. uh, have hair. Yes, extraordinarily large amounts. Yes. Well, that, that can be removed. Wow. Um, yes, what's the mechanism for that? Um, a paste. Um, sort of paste. Is that something similar to a uh, uh, gruel? It's or, thicker, or bread thicker than a gruel, thicker right. than bread sauce, I would argue. Right, and right. made out of non-edible materials, I believe. Would Oliver Twist eat it? Probably. Mm. He's a very hungry, oh. hungry boy. Yeah. Should he? No. Okay. Um, but if there were no roadkill available and no <laughs> gruel, but he did Oliver, have some... Oliver Twist would have killed for roadkill, but sadly, yeah. during when he existed in the, in an imagined time, uh, carts 
were instead of cars existed. So there was fewer road traffic accidents involving delicious beef. But still possible. <laughs> still possible. Possible, just less likely. Right. However, um, this paste can be applied to the hair on your back, sack, and crack, mm-hmm. and then using a second medium like paper or, um, I don't know, hands. Beano. Oh, the Beano. Yeah. Using a copy of the Beano is yeah. ripped off at speed, removing the hair along with it, allowing you to have a smooth exterior. So when you use a water slide, it's nicer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, another succinct explanation there. Andy, could you sum up what we've just learned from Paul? So the, the, the process of getting a back sack and crack would be using a, uh, a paste, mm-hmm. uh, a, a substance similar to gruel, um, and then thicker than gruel. Thicker, Come on. thicker, thicker than gruel uh, to uh, apply that to the huge amount of hair that I have on myself. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, using another medium, such as the Beano, uh, you would uh, rip that off. Thank you, Paul. That's You're it. welcome. Thank you. Good. The final area mm. of human experience that myself and Andy seek to learn more of. Mm-hmm. Wild to me that you're wrapping this up at this point, but sure. <laughs> the final area, <laughs> sure. Well, th- hopefully there'll be more opportunities in the future. Okay. Yeah. Um, is the area of comedy and jokes. Oh. Humour. We would like you to explain why some things are funny. Mm. Suze? Yeah. uh, The following joke is by somebody named Tim Vine. Right. And it goes like this. Have you ever been halfway through eating a horse and realised I'm not as hungry as I thought I was? All right. Explain why that's funny in three minutes, starting now. Okay. So, we're aware of poor quality meat. Yes. It's good quality meat. A boy. All the boys, girls, shouldn't, but can. Um, <laughs> hit them with a car. Or a cart. Or a cart, yeah. <laughs> but rarer. And so If they were to be hit by yep. a, a boxer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Muhammad Ali <laughs> hit a, the boy from up... Death. That wouldn't render him roadkill, but no, unless a different you type did it of in road. Yeah. yeah, unless Muhammad Ali was driving a car at the time. Yeah, it, yeah, you don't have to be. Uh, you you can have other professions and still hit a kid in a car. <laughs> <laughs> could you give me an example of another profession you could have and still hit a kid in a car? Um, vape salesman, okay. right? Post office have... worker, right. Margaret Thatcher. Okay. I have one extra yeah. question. Yeah. What would what would it be called if if Muhammad Ali were driving a car? Yeah, and did hit a boy, but he hit a boy with his fist out the window <laughs> of the car, and not with the car. It'd be very much like the Mega Drive game Road Rash, but that's for another podcast. So, <laughs> you know what? Suze. You know the Beano. Yeah, it's Suze. another thing that's fun. Right. Yeah. Okay, it's another thing. So, that's fun. the the horse joke. So there is a saying we have. Where you go, I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. A horse is even bigger than a cow. Mm. So the hilarity of that is you couldn't eat a whole horse, you idiot. So Tim Vine's joke (laughs) is playing on the concept of being so hungry you could eat a horse. Only eating half of it. Earlier on we found out that Oliver Oliver Twist Twist is hungry. hungry. Is he hungry enough to eat a whole horse? No, he really isn't. And if he tried, he would puke. It's puking. Yeah. It's like when you let the evil out, but instead of evil, it's what you've been eating. Okay. <laughs> so it's when the Christmas dinner comes Comes back. out your mouth. Yeah. yeah. You, did you feel like 
the Christmas dinner made you want to... Oh, we haven't eaten one. You haven't. You just know what they no, are. We're, we're familiar with the concept. <laughs> you and, should have one. They're the king of uh, dinners. And no, we didn't yeah. feel anything. Okay. <laughs> Not what's, what's your a, fun. What's a king? Uh, right. A king is... You know Margaret Thatcher? Yes. Yes. It's like that, but no one's even chosen them. Okay. Yeah. Because you have to choose your head of Senate. If Muhammad Ali mm. was driving a car and <laughs> punched a child out the window to death, yeah, to the, does to the death. good or evil nature of the child yeah. have an in- inverse relationship with how fun or moving it is? What, oh, for me, very much so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. To bet because if it was Denny from EastEnders, delighted. What's EastEnders? EastEnders is another form of entertainment, much like Up, James Bond, The Beano. What Star defines Wars. EastEnders? Uh, it's on instead of just once for an hour and a half. It's on four times a week for half an hour. Thank you, thank you, Sue. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> the reason have you ever been halfway through eating a horse and realised I'm not as hungry as I thought I was? The reason that is funny. Yeah. Um, is because people are fools to anticipate that they could eat a whole horse mm-hmm. um, and would only get through half of it. <laughs> mm. And this is not related to roadkill. But, no. but, but, but you perhaps... could hit a horse with a car and the damage would be undeniable. Right. <laughs> Very briefly, would you like to venture... Yeah. To suggest who might try and deny it. Well, you guys probably. <laughs> okay, thank you, Sue. Judging by this. Anyway. Would you say that perhaps if, if you were considering eating a horse, mm. uh, it would it would be wiser in that circumstance to in, attempt to eat a boy instead because it's smaller? <laughs> Yes. Right. And just very briefly before we moved on, mm. if Muhammad Ali was driving a car <laughs> and punched a horse out the window, what would happen? Yes. Oh, the horse would be scared, but probably undamaged. Okay, thank I'd you. I'd be impressed with Muhammad Ali catching up with the horse would run much earlier than the child would. Yeah, uh, the horse would they, be very they, alert, they, alert they, to the presence of a car. They, mm. they love mm. running off. Yeah. yeah. I'd That's, watch that. What if it yeah. were asleep? Yeah. <laughs> what if the horse was asleep? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he'd be able to hit it much easier. They sleep standing up. <laughs> but in the, but in, I would argue that it is, it's easier, but they're still, they're still stood up. They're ready. They're good to go. Yes, yeah, true. And that is why they sleep standing up. Really? Yeah, so that they're ready to just... Well, you could... I don't know. I've realised I know very little about horses. Uh, very glad I know we had quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe horses will come up in the next Tim Vine <clears throat> joke. Are they all just Tim Vine jokes? Uh, these two are, yes. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I was really hoping that was a running... A running bit. We don't know what a running bit is, Andy. No, never heard of it. <laughs> uh, Paul, in the Correct. next three minutes, please, yep. can you explain mm-hmm. to me why the following joke is funny? I'm so lazy, I've got a smoke alarm with a snooze button. Uh-huh. You've got three minutes, your time starts now. Okay. Uh, is this also a Tim Vine joke? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, so what Tim Vine here is theorising is... Uh, an ordinary person mm. who is lazy. Yes. Um, is that good? Do you have evil? that concept? No. What is lazy? Okay. Well, some people would say it was evil or a form, of, a mild evil. Mild um, evil. Mild evil. The right. uh, act of not doing things. It is. It is uh, being, being asleep. Di- be, t- sleeping more 
than okay. perhaps one should. So we have uh, in establishing our, our scales of evil. We have sleeping more, sinking the Belgrano, anti-Semitism. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I would argue anti-Semitism and pro- I don't know. I don't want to rank them, but like, we also have established that killing it's like children. It's like different flavors yeah. of vape. Uh, killing okay. children with vehicles is also a bad. Yeah. Thing. Right. Um, Where would you? Is that? Is that? Is killing a child with a car? <laughs> is it better or worse than sinking the Belgrano? <laughs> <laughs> uh, depends if you did it on purpose. I guess. It depends. We're into a would you kill the fat man situation here? Could you please explain to me what that means? Okay. Um, oh no, the trolley problem is a puzzle. Right. Whereby um, there is a there is in theory yes an imaginary thing. Muhammad Ali is driving a car. Yes. Right. There are two roads ahead of him. Right. Right. One road, there is a normal child just tied up in front of the car. The other road, there are five kids tied up. Right. And you have to pick which road he goes down. He's killing some kids today, but you get to decide how many. In our previous um, uh, thought experiments with Muhammad Ali, the uh, person or animal that he has been punching has been as far as I've been imagining, standing up. Yeah. Are the children secured standing up or are they prone in some way? It's a mix. It's a mix. Is there a way, in the arrangement of the five children, is there a way of swerving to avoid some of them? Very thin road. Right. And and Ali's just going to, he's going to kill either five or one child. Yeah, you have to decide which route he's going to take. Decide now. So the decision is... Decide now. The decision... Decide now. Um... Uh, um, uh, How many children is he Muhammad Ali going to kill? From what I understand so far, I'm saying five. Weird move. Wow. And I'll um, explain to you my reasoning. Sure. Uh, is because I know that uh, striking someone exists on a scale of fun and moving, mm. both of which are forms of entertainment like the Beano. So um, to kill five children is more entertaining and more moving <laughs> than just killing one. I see your argument. Can't fault it. What Tim Vine is saying <laughs> is that... Um, <laughs> When his smoke alarm goes off, that's saying, Tim Vine, you're in danger. Muhammad Ali is, ne- Ali is nearby. Uh, he would ignore that okay. and remain at rest, lying down, waiting to see if he's hit by a car or not. But that car is a fire. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Paul. Um, yeah, so we are now given to understand that uh, the reason that the joke, I'm so lazy I've got a smoke alarm with a snooze button, is funny, is because Tim Vine is inviting us to consider a situation in which he has a very small to a very large amount of evil in him, uh, which makes him lazy, uh, and so lazy that were uh, Muhammad Ali or a fire to be speeding towards him in a car, uh, he would ignore the danger. And I made the decision that killed five children. You did. Thank you, Paul. Okay. Andy... Yeah. Uh, at the end of that, who do you think has provided the most satisfactory explanations? It's a hard one. Uh, I've got to be honest with you, it's very difficult. I, I think that... Um, Wait, were we competing this whole time? Yeah, this was a competition. I did not. Cool. Yeah, but I don't understand what the criteria... Myself and Andy are, are merely trying to quantify the value of information. Yeah. Okay. okay. Can, well, then can I re... Can I reframe no. the what, question? Every single one? What? Just the question, which what? is, which of us has provided the most uh, moving? <laughs> okay. 
uh, or what was the other criteria? Was it just fun? fun. Most fun. fun or moving explanations. Okay, <laughs> we we can use that as a, right as a as a as a value judgment. What I'm saying I mean, is judges as boxes. Not what I've been keeping track of, but um, I th- because of the deaths, I'm going to say that Paul provided the most moving explanations. Right. Yes, and Susie's were the most fun. Oh, there you are. Wow. Yes, Anna. <laughs> Who do you think was the most fun? Well, she'd have to be biased, couldn't I? She'd be entirely reasonable if you were biased. She can't stand me. She's going to be poor. They were equally good in different ways. Oh, you can tell she's got two kids. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, I agree with Anna that you have been equally good, but in different ways. (laughs) Uh, And we'd like to say, uh, Suze Kempner, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you. And Paul Foxcroft, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you. Thank you both. Jesus Christ! Well, that's oh what the god. evil looks like. Oh my god. No! Why? No! Oh, that's... Where did that come that from? Was all... what... Why were they being disposed of like this? Mum's being sick. <laughs> there are so many better ways to kill That clones. wasn't fun or moving. Oh, we could have used a car. <laughs> You have been listening to Born Yesterday, featuring Andy Barr and me, Alexander Bennett. I created the show, and Steve Pretty composed the music. If you've enjoyed the show, please tell people about it. Follow us on social media, and leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.